out. Welcome. My name is Dubs Weinblatt. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and I'm so excited to be here. In 2015, I founded the Queer Improv Show, Thank You for Coming Out, or TIFCO as we call it, and it is now one of the longest-running queer improv shows in New York City. During the show, our storytellers share their coming out stories, and then our improvisers bring them to life. Our podcast is a little different. We still have a storyteller share their stories, but instead of folks improvising, we talk about them. And this particular podcast is even uh, episode is even more different because we are recording during the COVID-19 pandemic while we are all physically distancing, which means we are not in the same room. We are not using professional recording equipment and you might hear birds chirping, which would actually be lovely or cars honking or sirens, unfortunately. Uh, so please bear with us. Um, we are doing the best we can with what we have. So I am so super duper excited to bring out our guest. Uh, we have Ezra Minas, uh, pronouns they, them, or he, him. Hi, Ez. Hi. How, how are, are you? you? I'm good. How are <laughs> you? I'm doing well. You know, strange times, but we're getting through. Yeah, really, really strange times. And I was just telling my roommate this morning of like, I like, what like this is the best case scenario for like the circumstance but also i'm like can we just be done by now like yeah so tough i know the uh, my therapist that i've been talking to and obviously very lucky to have that continue um was saying like this is week five and we're all kind of like in the over it phase <laughs> it's mm. like okay all the cute things that were kind of fun aspects of COVID are now like, all right, I just want to see my friends. I'm over the internet. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I just want to like, I never ever in the world thought that I would say this, but like, I like miss the subway. I miss the like stinky streets. Yeah. Like, complaining about that they're stinky. Yep. Ugh. Overheard combos. <laughs> yeah. Total. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, do you have one that you, that sticks out to you that you remember or just like in general? just in general I think I just love like observing people and and honestly like learning from people in New York you learn so much just being out on the street every day mm -hmm. it's just such a unique experience yeah um one combo just popped into my mind I was at a, a restaurant in the West Village and um this was years ago but a couple was breaking up at the oh. table right next to me and my friend and it was like it was so painful because oh. you know like we felt like we couldn't have a conversation because it would like be disrespectful to them but then we were like right. listening and like we <laughs> have been but we couldn't stop listening right it was it was a bummer but oh. speaking of the west village um yes. i would love to know something that you have in your apartment that reminds you of pride Oh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> this is my bamboo plant that I bought two years ago. I think this is my coming into my third year with this plant. Um, it started off with two only, I believe, two little sticks of bamboo. And then this little third guy has been growing. 
and he's so cute and all of these leaves are like pretty new over the last year and bamboo plants are so easy to take care of and it makes me feel pride because I feel like I've taken care of something and kept it alive. Totally. <laughs> I'm like, if I can keep a plant alive, like that is a small win. And I feel very proud of that. And this one has not only stayed alive, but has grow- sprouted a new stick. So I'm very excited about it. Um, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is a feat to keep plants alive. My dad loves plants and has been trying mm-hmm make me love plants and I'm like they're just gonna die it's like I know to make me in charge of a plant because it's I'm not gonna do a good job so it's very hard yeah it's very hard yeah thank you yeah of course um so my my um item I took it I took the prompt very literally of like like a pride parade (laughs) and like um this is a shirt that I wore it says live truthfully I'm like showing it as if our guests can see it but they can't it says live truthfully (laughs) And, um, it's the shirt. It's the first, okay. It's the t-shirt that I wore to my first pride after top surgery. And I had like just gotten like a sweet haircut. I had top surgery and like, I like was alive in that shirt. And so it just, Uh, that shirt brings like such joy to me. Yeah. Best feelings. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Um, okay. So we all have multiple coming out stories and you are here to share one of yours. And I'm, and this is, I knew I was missing something in the intro. I'm going to be taking notes. So you might see me typing and it's just so I don't forget stuff that you're saying. Great. So we'd love to hear one of yours whenever you're ready. Okay. Yes. I have several. Um, that's the really cool thing about coming out is like, it's unique. Everyone's experience is very unique and you're no more or less valid for coming out, which I also love. Um, a hilarious short one that I'll tell to begin is when I was like, I feel like I was five or six. I, my sister had this walk-in closet that I loved spending time in and it wasn't huge. It was just like enough to put two small chairs in and like sit down. And I got, I, I wanted to get all dressed up, but I put on like a suit. I put on a tiny little suit and I slicked, I was obsessed with like slicking my hair back in a low, low ponytail. Mm. So I slicked my hair back in a low ponytail, put on a suit, set up this whole date and took, <laughs> took my sister <laughs> on a date in my closet. And I was like, oh, I had these penny loafers on. I stuck pennies in the penny loafers. Oh my God. So I always like, I, I think back to that memory when, well, when I came out, like, oh my gosh, I'm like, there's so many times. But when I came to understand my non-binary identity, I had like a s- intense flashback to that moment. I was like, oh, my little self in a suit, literally in the closet, like yeah. coming out of the closet and yeah. <laughs> taking my sister on a date. Um, that's probably my favorite, but legit coming out to other people. Um, my first time coming out, I knew I was uh, queer from the time I was like 13 or 14. Um, I had a girlfriend in high school that was like secret. Nobody, not, not a lot of people knew. Um, and then I didn't tell anyone until I was a freshman in college. And it just felt like this burning, intense information that had to be released and, and let out and shared with someone. So my two best friends, my freshman year of college, um, I was like super high femme, like 
musical theater major, you know, back when I thought that, you know, society had told me I was a girl and I, I knew I liked women and like, that was pretty much the extent of it. And you know, my roommates and I are in the college dorm. We're like drinking Franzia or something. And, <laughs> you know, we're like getting the truths are coming to the surface. And yeah. I just start like crying. And my friends are like, What's wrong? Are you like, Are you okay? And I'm like, I just, I have to tell you all something. And it's been like a few months that I've been in school. And you get so close so quickly in musical theater programs because you're so open and vulnerable and sharing your art all the time. So I felt. Uh, I trusted them, you know, and, and I was like, I, I'm gay. Like I have a girlfriend back home and, and I just like, I don't know. I just wanted to tell you. And they're like, that's it. Mm. That's amazing. I'm, we love you so much. Like it was the best response and like the best first time I could have told anyone, like said those words to anyone. Um, so that's like a very special memory of me voicing that mm-hmm. for the first time. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I had, yeah. um, I have so many questions. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to rewind back to your first story, which is amazing and literal and awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> how did you have a suit? That's so Listen, lucky. I think it was because I feel like it was, my brother was just born. And he was a baby, but I feel like he got like hand-me-downs for when he was older Mm. from like some of our friends of the family. I'm like, I literally don't know how I had a suit because I didn't dress in suits when I was a kid. And like, you know, my parents were dressing me in dresses and bows in my hair. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how I had a suit. I should ask my, I should ask my mom that, but I'm pretty sure it was like for my brother when he got older, like old enough to wear it. Wow. What a blessing. That's so lucky. I know. I'm like, thanks bro. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so jealous of that. Um, man, that's cool. Um, okay. So, um, I did a little peeping on the internet. So I know you grew up in Kansas. Is that true? That is true. Um, and so that's the Midwest. I grew up in Ohio, which is also the Midwest. And like where I grew up it like, there were no, um, like out, there were, no, I don't want to say no, there were maybe one or two out queer people in my high school. Um, and it was like not something people did. And so I'm yeah. wondering like what your experience was like. I mean, I know it was like, okay, let me back up. So you had a secret girlfriend that only a few people knew about. So were you like mm-hmm. fully out in high school or was this just like something that like, like how I guess like I'm just like it's so awesome that you were even bold enough to like talk to someone enough to then date them in high school. You know? <laughs> I know. Wild. I know. It 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 really is wild. Like it started as like a physical relationship. Like we started physically exploring with each other and you know, we kind of came to this relationship, but I remember at the same time like dating boys as well. And that was like, you know, the expectation. And so I always, I did have like a fondness for those men in my life, but, you know, I was really more gravitating toward, toward women and toward this, this girlfriend that I had was like my primary (laughs) partnership. And I, 
I know I was thinking about it yesterday when, when you sent the questions, I'm like, wow, like, I wonder, I had a couple of different groups of friends. So I had like my group of friends who were straight <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I had, and who were not really involved in theater. And then I had like my theater friends and then I had like the people I knew about who were queer. So it was like a handful of people, like stud butch lesbians, like studs and butch lesbians and like femme lesbians and femme and bisexuals. I mean, I don't know that we had the language or the understanding of bisexuality at that time to really define ourselves as that, but I did know of like a group that were like, these are the lesbians and like my girlfriend was closer friends with them than I was, but like by association, I was kind of like a part of the group. So yeah, it wasn't like known. I wasn't out and proud and I, I didn't really tell anyone, but my closest friends kind of knew and, and I did, I did tell, oh, I'm like, did I tell them when I was in high school? I don't think I did. Like my best friends, I don't remember telling them when I was in high school. I feel like I told them when I came back home for my freshman year, like Mm -hmm. for a a holiday break, I feel like I told them then. So I, I kept it a a secret for as much as I know, but I was thinking about yesterday. I'm like, did my friends that like, didn't know, did they know, you know, like, were they like, I think they're gay, you know, like (laughs) whispers in the corner. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I kept it. I kept it a secret. For the most part. Yeah, I kept mine way secret till sophomore year of college. Um, I'll get to that in a second, but like I still have more questions about this. Okay, so you're saying that you, it started off physical first, yeah. like you're exploring. How does that even come to be? Because like I remember there was this one person in high school uh, and she was on a sports team. I don't even want to like say which sport she played, but um, not that anyone's like that she's listening, but um, maybe she is. Who knows? But um, we would like, hold hands like mm-hmm. watching a movie and then like sometimes we would cuddle and like I haven't thought about this in, until you brought this up of like the 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 like rush of like adrenaline and like mm-hmm. the holy shit this is because like I also dated boys in high school and like it was never mm-hmm. like that but like touching this person's hand I was like holy fuck this is everything (laughs) but it never got like more it never went farther than um cuddling and because like Mm -hmm. I know for me like I was scared like if anything would ever progress farther than that then like that person would like use it against me and then it like would tell Mm -hmm. everybody and so I was always like terrified so I'm curious like what you're like I like one of the deets like how did that progress and like were you scared or like tell me everything (laughs) oh my gosh I mean I remember like sleeping over at each other's houses and like we'd be in my room I mean we were doing everything like making out touching like everything we were having sex you know all the things yeah um and You know, honestly, I don't remember the first time we kissed, but I feel like, yeah, it it definitely happened before. I'm trying to think back if it happened before I had a car and it was definitely before I had a car. So it was, you know, 
her mom's dropping her off at my house. We're spending the night and like, we're in my bed. Of course. It's like, you know, parents are like, yeah, that's normal. Quote unquote. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, we're literally, we're literally doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. So it, it was pretty, it was pretty full in. Like, yeah, I, I talked to my sister a lot about like thinking about my queerness and, you know, living in the same household and her not really ever knowing because she's, she's a lesbian and uh, came to that understanding later in her life. She's younger than me. And she's like, how, how were you this like badass queer in high school? And I didn't even know, like you were doing all these things. Like I was, I was making out with girls in the high school bathroom, like girls that I knew were gay. I was picking up girls from parties where like, I was like, this is not, this seems like it's getting like to a not safe place with like texting with them and they're like, I'll come pick you up. And then we're like making out in my car. I'm like, what? How was I, how was I this cool? That's cool. (laughs) I know. So jealous. I don't, I'm like, that's just what it was. You know, I like don't really. And, and all the while, like a secret, I mean, you know, those are the fun, like uplifting, like joyful aspects. It was definitely like, I had that same fear that, that you shared about like, you know, this person could use this against me. Like they could tell my parents, like, I don't know how this would be. And you know, that was, that was always part of it. There was always an underlying fear of that. So it's, it was both and, but yeah, it's, it's fun to, to look back and, and think about <laughs> those aspects of it in high school. My gosh, yeah. so young. Man, I'm so, I'm like jealous of like all the things that <laughs> you're just like cute <laughs> and like making out with people. Um, <laughs> I was horny uh, as fuck. <laughs> oh my gosh, weren't we all? Like, God. Yeah, um, sorry. God, and now this pandemic, it's like, oh, I can't leave my house. Um, I know. Uh, okay. So, okay. So then, so, okay. So there were a group of out queer people in your high school in Kansas. Mm-hmm. When, mm-hmm. when did you graduate high school? In 2008. Okay. So recently ish, not, I mean, not that recent, but whatever. Um, and like, were they like, how was it received? Like, were they, how, you know what I mean? Like, was it, it seemed like it was safe enough for people to be out in like a group. Yeah, we had, I mean, we had a gay straight alliance in my high school. We had a, I had a big high school. Um, I went to a public high school and it was, it was diverse. And um, yeah, it was like, it was okay. I, I didn't really ever see or experience any homophobia like that I really know about. And, you know, even thinking back, like, you know, through the trans lens, like, were there trans people in my school that I like? And there definitely were. I'm like, I can, I mean, I know them now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so sweet to think about, like, seeing these people then through that lens of, like, what we knew about ourselves and now, like, learning more and being like, oh, wow we really both were just like on that level and we didn't know, but like, it's the, I don't want to jump ahead, but it's like the moment where you look at someone and you're like, I feel like we are the same. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
feel like there's some kind of similarity here and I don't know what it is, but I feel it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So you like alluded to jumping head, which is like the ring of keys moment. And like, as you're, as you're describing that, just like the song, like the lyric from the song, like, I know you, I know Mm -hmm. you. And just like that innate sense of like, we are connected in this way is like such a neat experience to have. And yeah, looking back, similarly, there was this person who I was in my, like my grade and they, I don't, I'm not actually quite positive what, um, like how they identify now, but I mean, I know like they changed their name and they are on testosterone and like all these things. Mm -hmm. But I remember like, even as like from kindergarten up feeling really jealous because they, they exuded, I'm jealous of everybody. God, like, like exuding this, like really like awesome, cool masculinity Mm-hmm. And like me being like, how are they doing that? That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then knowing now that they, you know, are um, somewhere in a, in a gender identity that they were not raised with. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like, like you're saying, it's like so sweet to think about. It's like, oh, that's like, okay, that, well, that makes so much sense now that like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it is really cool to think about. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I have that. I had that experience. Like I worked I worked on a national tour right out of right out of um, college, and and uh, and then I did two cruise ships. So I was traveling for a while, and I was like, "Crew, if you know anything about cruise ship entertainment, it's very on the binary, very gendered, and very much like, you know, we're we're addressing high femme, high mask, and it's like the women and the men are separate, and there are these roles, and." the shows reflect that the way that you have to interact with the audience reflects that. So I was like very much in that world for two contracts, which was a year um, with some time in between. And when I had come off my first ship, I believe, or maybe it was my second ship, I went back home and my sister was home at the time. And there was this person that we both went to high school with, but was much younger than me, um, maybe a freshman when I was a senior or a sophomore, I don't remember, but I saw them and I was like, ah, something feels like what you're, what you expressed. I, I know you like that lyric, mm-hmm. I know you. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, I'm feeling different than, than just like, this feels different than sexuality to me. I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I'm attracted to you, but not in a way that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing myself reflected and I'm kind of scared. <laughs> and like, I also feel like there's hope in a way. Years later, come to find out, like I'm very out and loud on my social media. I have the privilege to do that and the safety to do that. And um, I, I still follow them on social media. We were, we were never like really close friends or anything, but uh, I saw recently that they posted on their social media, they just started testosterone and they put their pronouns in their bio like in the last year. And I was like, oh, I didn't know at the time, you know, how, and maybe they didn't even know how they were identifying like what their gender identity was. It's like, you know, it's ever evolving mm-hmm. <laughs> seems. Yeah. Um, and when that happened, I just, I wrote them this long message and I was like, I remember seeing you after like years ago, after my cruise. And I, we were hanging out in an apartment 
apartment and just like smoking, hanging out, whatever, talking. And I was like, there was something about you. And like, I knew deep down that like there was something that was similar in both of us. And then come to find out, like we share, we share that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, so, so cool. (laughs) That is really cool. Um, I love that you, you use the word attraction, but like in a way like that's not sexual. And I don't, I mm-hmm. like, I don't know that I've ever described a like ring of keys moment or like that kind of like draw before, but that, I mean, only just because I've never heard it, but like, that's such a perfect way to describe it. it like, it is an attraction of like, what am I, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. why do I feel so connected to you? And that's like, that's yeah. a good way to describe it. Thanks. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like attraction is on a spectrum and we get so like pigeonholed into thinking that attraction can only mean like sexual or like romantic and it's like we wouldn't like we wouldn't have friends if we weren't attracted to them in some capacity. That's so I, true. I read something recently about that and just like it's and it's all energy too, you know, like scientifically everything is energy. So there is this like push pull and attraction. It's just it's a really cool cool concepts we kind of delve into but yeah well I mean now that you're saying that like I my my day job I educate people on like LGBTQ stuff and Mm -hmm. I talk about the attraction spectrum and I don't know why I didn't like translate that to this I don't know I'm I'm having a moment right now but no that's uh, that's so cool it's hard to sometimes apply it personally (laughs) yeah you're teaching other people but then you're like how does it work for me yeah um when I, when I was, so when I came out in, um, in college, I also was like drinking and crying, like, but like all the time. And I was like, mean and like, just like, so like angsty and just like Mm -hmm. miserable. And my friend Dolce was like, dude, like, come on, like, you gotta like, tell me what's going on or like, Mm -hmm. we're done. Like, I can't keep taking care of you. And when I, I wrote it on a post-it, um, cause I couldn't even say it. Um, yeah. her, her also react, her reaction was also, that's it. Like literally yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Like, like, wait, <laughs> yeah, but I waited. They have been up struggling for 20 years. <laughs> and like, right. That's it. I mean, it, and you know, it, like, again, it, it is like a very sweet response, but it's like, I think that's like part of what's so scary. So uh, most of the time about coming out to someone is not knowing mm-hmm. how they're going to react. Totally. And like when they're cool, it's like, Oh, thank God. Like such a relief huge relief. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you were, um, you, so you are, you were on a cruise. What shows did you do on the cruise? (laughs) Um, I was supposed to do my one and only, but it got pulled right before I went on my first ship. So we just did, um, we did like the standard ship review shows. We had like a rock review show, a seventies review show, And then we performed like these numbers at the parties that were happening on the ship. So like Mm. one of them was the white hot party. It was after our rock show and we'd go up at like 11 PM and perform this dance. We're like the white hot dancers. I don't know. (laughs) Cruise (laughs) life is so wild. It's like, it's a trip to think that I even did that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've only been on one cruise and we, we watched Hairspray. That was like the show. Oh yeah. Um, what did you, what cruise did you, what line? Oh, I don't know. You know, know, I was with my family like (laughs) years ago. Um, Mm. and I was angsty then too. 
Um, yeah. So nothing, I didn't care about anything. I just was like, yep. oh, just fine. <laughs> um, I actually, oh God, I haven't thought about this. I was um, like, I think like about to break, my girlfriend, girlfriend at the time was about to break up with me and I like mm. just had service. So I was like, ca- like talking to her and then like oh, I missed, no. I was missing dinner and like ah. my parents were flipping out cause like I wasn't at dinner and they like right. told our like server and they had like a search party for me. And like at the oh, time I was so annoyed with them. I was like, I was just on the phone and like looking back, I'm like how irresponsible and bratty of me <laughs> to like miss dinner and then be a brat about it after. Right. Right. But I was like, oh, my girlfriend. yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, Oh my God. So I got back from this cruise. I'm going to go on a little tangent. Cause this is so, I feel like this is just, Oh my God. Okay. So I get back from the cruise. She comes over. We like, have sex like on my roof and like everywhere and she sleeps over Come and then, on roof and, right and then in the morning in the morning she breaks up with me while we're in my bed what and then we like have sex again then we take a nap and then we go to brunch but we're all we're still broken up and i'm like this is like such yep. a queer like weird so classic dynamic. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i helped her roommate move after she yep, broke up with me and i was like do. why am i doing this this is so stupid <laughs> There's a bond there. It just won't break. <laughs> oh, man. That's so weird. I haven't thought about that in forever. <laughs> um, okay, so you are in Jagged Little Pill on Broadway. I am. That, which is so cool. And I just, uh, well, it's just like quickly, uh, it's just, I want you to, I want it to be on. I want you to be performing. I know. I know. Uh, it's like, it would be weird to not mention that, of course, like everything's on pause right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so what's it been like being in that show? I'm, I saw it in Boston. I I met you then. And then Mm -hmm. that was years ago now, I guess. But, um, like the show, like, tell, I guess, like, tell me your feelings about being in the show and like the evolution of Boston to New York and everything. Tell us everything. I mean, for starters, I never thought because I hadn't seen any trans or non-binary people in commercial theater and saw very few, you know, in the media and mm-hmm. were only recently seeing a bit more. Yeah. Um, and a very limited scope. It definitely needs to broaden, but that's a different topic. Mm-hmm. Um, different fields. So I was, I mean, I was so excited but so nervous to begin because I was like okay I don't know who else here is going to be trans or non-binary like and that is scary (laughs) I'm like I'm gonna be the only one like obviously I'm white and I'm palatable I'm neurotypical like I'm all of these palatable queer (laughs) things but you know so I, I was safe and and felt safe but you know still felt felt scared to be the only the only one um but it was such a cool and affirming thing to to book that job because I was like okay like this is bigger than me me being on stage will as myself will allow for others to see themselves I'm like particularly interested in the youth like and and because obviously because so many queer people didn't see themselves represented in media at all when they were young. So Mm -hmm. that's like a huge 
part of my my artistic venture um, is is being visible for those that see themselves and for those who can't be. Um, so that aspect of being with this show has just been so cool. And, and I, I've been thinking a lot about how I've grown alongside and with the show over the last two years. I mean, two years ago today, we started rehearsals. We were in rehearsals for the Cambridge run. So, um, I, I know that because my Instagram showed it to me and showed a photo of us Love with Atlantis, which is so cool. Yeah, really fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and just like how it's evolved from Cambridge is like, you know, we're really, we've been working with like the dream creative team. That's That's been a big blessing. It's like Diane Paulus and, you know, Tom Kidd and Brooke. Um, they were always very open to listening and open to it being a conversation from the start, you know, it was like a piece we're creating and, and all of us as artists felt like we really had a say in what was happening. Um, <laughs> doesn't mean it was easy to communicate or navigate, but it definitely, I believe was super worth it because the product that we've ended up with is something that I feel connected to and, and excited about in terms of starting conversations with the audience, like with people who come to see it. And that's mm -hmm. like, I think that's my favorite part of the show is like, there's not really anything else that's showing our messy, it's not a reflection of our messy society that has been just like bubbling under the surface for so long and, and is, you know, erupting right, right now with, you know, our political situation. Um, but it's like, it's been, it's been happening and it's happening now and, and it doesn't, no one issue exists in a vacuum. It's like everything is happening at the same time. And that really sparks, like, even if people aren't ready or willing to, uh, unpack that for themselves, at least it's a conversation starter and they leave with a little bit more information than they did when they came. So that's been, I mean, and obviously like the response from the trans and non-binary community, like I get Instagram DMs from kids as young as like 12, 13, or from parents of kids who are very young saying like, my kid saw you on stage and was like, freaking out because they were like, I'm interested in musical theater and now I feel like I can do it. That's what so many kids say to me. Mm. I never thought I could be myself. I thought I would have to sacrifice my identity to, to have a career. And I'm like that. I also thought that mm -hmm. <laughs> three years ago, I'm like, I'm going to have to just, you know, like fit. I, I was always finding myself like going to auditions, like having to adjust myself one way or another. I'm like that it's a privilege to be able to say this, but like that isn't how it should be. Like mm -hmm. I, I should be able to be myself and the, the structure should make space for me, for yeah. us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that aspect of like kids just seeing me and seeing my name and my pronouns in the, in the playbill, it's like, 
huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, that this, I feel like this, um, this theme has been popping up in the last, like, I don't know, maybe like six episodes of people sharing. It's so interesting. The like waves of themes that pop up in the show. It's, in, mm-hmm. it, and it's like, and maybe it's like the energy or whatever, but yeah. of people of guests feeling like they are going to have to like pick a career that, or pick like sacrifice who they are so they can like move through the world. And then yeah. like getting to a point where they're like, I can't do that anymore. Like it's mm-hmm. not sustainable in like a healthy way or at all. Yeah. But um, I, first of all, I love that um, y'all have your pronouns in the playbill. I think that that's yeah. like, that is groundbreaking in and of itself <laughs> and like yeah. fucking wild and incredible. Yeah. Um, and also like, yeah, it's so cool. Like, I think about this all the time of like visibility and like the permission and consent that we are searching for within other people to be ourselves. And it's like, I didn't even know that was a thing until Mm -hmm. I saw someone else do it. And it's like mind blowing for so many people of like, you know, seeing their worlds like crack open. It's like, ah, the possibility now it's like incredible. And like, you're giving that to hundreds of people every show. It's pretty cool. It is. It is. Um, I'm glad to. I'm glad for them to see themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, capacity. Have you? And then also, I know that you wear like really cool clothes in the. Um, I do. In the in the um in jagged little pill. Tell us yeah. about some of the, your favorite pieces that you get to wear, and then also because uh, worn them like on national TV when you all do like performances too, which is also like awesome. Yes. So my leather. Uh, vest that I wear as like my conscience costume has the silence equals death um, AIDS triangle pink triangle on it which is incredible um, so I freaking love that vest and my crop top as my conscience costume has um, a lightly spray painted trans flag on it which is like honestly kind of hard to make out like some people have seen the show from the the mez and then seen it from the orchestra and they've been like oh i just noticed ezra's like trans flag painted on their shirt like that's so rad i didn't see that from the mez so i i kind of like that it's it's close like it's not very loud it's like it's it's here close to my heart and and people have that opportunity to glimpse get glimpses of that mm-hmm. um and then honestly like i love my whole like douchebag high school like white kid (laughs) um adidas student outfit like I've got this obnoxious adidas sweatshirt on which actually I kind of like of course (laughs) adidas shorts I think I'm oh no adidas socks and adidas shoes so it's just like and the hat is is not adidas I believe it's vans um but I know (laughs) but it's it's a full adidas suit and I'm like yeah, this feels, this feels right. I sometimes feel like a douchey 14 year old bro. And mm, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really, but, <laughs> but it's fun to like tap into that on stage in a safe way. That's not hurting anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I actually, yeah. honestly, I didn't realize that that shirt had a trans pride flag on it. 
Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it up close and I haven't, and I didn't notice. I'll have to peep it next time I'm there. Yeah. Just like streaks that they added. That's cool. Did you get to pick all the things that you wear or was that a someone else's decision? That's um, our wardrobe head, uh, our costume designer. Um, She picked everything and I just got a lot of really cool shit. Like Mm -hmm. I have so many cool people. Like I love all my costumes. I think they're all really rad. Um, but yeah, she did that. And then our, our assistants who are very cool and very queer, um, were there to be like vintage shoppers, you know, mm-hmm. going out to all the stores. Um, so we had their influence too, which is rad. That is really rad. Yeah. Um, and then you, you recently made your debut as Joe. I did. Which, so tell us about that. That's so <laughs> fucking exciting. And I, I remember I didn't, I didn't get to see it, unfortunately, but I saw all the like love after on social media, yeah. but I want to hear from you, like what that felt like. And Oh my gosh, it was a whirlwind. Like I was so nervous. Like I did not want to do it. I was so nervous. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't because, you know, I've, I've been in theater my whole life for the most part. And I've always been more on the shy side. I was never like the extroverted theater kid. That was more my sister. (laughs) But um, yeah, I was always very hesitant to sing. and like, "Eh, I don't really want to. I didn't want to do the Christmas play at church. I'm like, no, I'm all all set. I'll I'll watch it. Um, And so then when I really got into theater seriously I was like oh this is actually really phenomenal like I grew up dancing I loved expressing my feelings through dance I found that I loved being on stage and just like all the energy that you receive from the audience and you give to the audience and and so I kind of you know it it was a performance because there was an element of performance of gender which I had to kind of unlearn and relearn through like those ties um Mm -hmm throughout my understanding of my identity and so then fast forward to this moment where I'm literally probably being playing the closest version of myself on stage that I've ever played that shit is scary Mm. like to be that honest with 1500 people that some of which you know a lot of which you don't know um <laughs> that was frightening but in doing it it was so therapeutic and so healing because i was saying things that i was saying things out loud that i did experience as a 15 year old kid that i didn't get to say in that way to any of my friends mm. and and feeling things out loud and and processing things again from that young like youthful place but now as a 29 year old like back and it's like so meta it's like back in this character it's like it was it was so healing and so so beautiful just to say the words and feel the feelings and be so present and you know the spotlight helped a lot like as an ensemble member you don't really have a spot on you ever but as a lead you have a spot and you can't see anything in the audience when there's a spot on you so I was like I am a-okay with that that feels great I feel alone in a dark room (laughs) Mm -hmm. um 
so yeah, it was, it was a lot of things and I could go on and on, but it, it felt, it felt healing. I think most, most of all, and it, it felt important as a, a part of my, my journey and learning about myself over the last two years, um, outside the show, you know, just like I've grown a lot in my identity and how I understand it and, and kind of by unlearning and learning more about myself, I mean, that just naturally showed up in Joe. So that was such a cool thing to infuse Joe with. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, if you want to go on and on, we got time. <laughs> but, um, that's really great that like, there's like that healing aspect. And like, that's something, mm-hmm. another theme that kind of pops up through this podcast of like, getting the chance to perform and like, I, like mostly in, in what I'm talking about is like storytelling, um, like mm-hmm. just like, uh, not like through a show or something, but, um, right. but like that healing aspect of like getting it out and like rethinking about it and living, living through it again and like talking about it in a way that you haven't before is yeah. like, is healing. And I, I love yeah. that, that you had the opportunity to like do that. And like, but like, it sounds like you're like, going through it in real time on stage in front of an audience like like I know for me like I probably would have like burst out crying because it would have been like very overwhelming (laughs) like how did you keep did you like were the what were the feels I guess did you a did you keep it together and two what did it feel like when like it was blackout yeah yeah I mean oh gosh yeah I can tell you um (laughs) when it was happening you know it's like it's funny being an understudy you're doing I've been a swing before, but like a swing that's not in the show at the same time. So I would sit backstage and know seven parts and be ready to go on at the drop of a hat. That's a very different experience than performing a show, getting a show in your bones, getting a show in your voice, like muscle memory, full physical muscle memory, full emotional muscle memory, um, eight times a week. And then having to carry the show in a different way mm-hmm. um, because our ensemble carries the freaking show. I mean, we're, as you know, we're yeah. in every single Everything. number almost. Yeah. yeah. Which I also really love about our show. Um, so it's different than to, to carry the show in a, in a, in a new way when you've gotten so used to doing it another way. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, like, performing on that day I'm like I'm thinking about costume changes I'm thinking about how early do I have to be on stage right um I'm thinking about okay I'm about to sing a song that's a little bit higher in my range like I gotta do a couple warm-ups to get the voice in the right spot before this number um I'm thinking about you know where am I physically literally like I'm I'm walking to my friend Bella's house, getting ready to go to the Bella scene. Like I'm feeling anxious because Frankie and I, you know, like talking to yourself as the character, thinking the thoughts that the character's thinking. So there's a little a little bit of distance mm. between your experience and and the character's experience because if it was me laying it all out there, going it like that would be almost masturbatory, and people would be like, "What the hell is happening?" Like that would be for me at that moment. It's like. I had that moment prior to performing in front of 1500 people. It's like, 
I, I got that out. I cried beforehand, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, so there's all those elements of like, okay, this is also a show that I, I have to deliver a product and, and, and take people along with me on this journey. And, and it's not about me really in that moment. So that's how I think actors are able to, to keep it together is like, you're focused on a task and you're focused on bringing the fourth component of, of live theater, which is the audience, which is such an important part um, of theater. Um, and then afterwards, yeah, I literally, um, <laughs> the show came down. I went into my dressing room. I shut the door. I took off all my clothes. I laid on the floor because I was so hot. Mm. I just remember being burning up immediately. And then I was like, I'm absolutely 100% going to puke. Like, I was like, I'm going to throw up. And I think it was just like that rush of like all the feelings of like myself coming back. Like, okay, I'm in my body. I'm not in Joe's body anymore. Like I'm, I'm feeling the things that Joe felt as myself now. Like, you know, it's just that buildup of like, you, you've, you've given all your emotional energy, you've given all your physical energy over the last three hours. And it's like a release of all of that. And you're like coming back to yourself. So I thought I legit thought I was going to puke. I did not puke. Mm. Um, <laughs> took me like a solid three minutes, just like laying on the floor and being like, ah, "Okay, I did that. I did that." And and then after that was just like, I mean, my cheeks hurt so much from smiling because the amount of support that initially I did not want anyone to come see my first go at Joe, but then I knew that I would be glad that they were there for the for the after part. So. I was very glad to have all the support after. I'm like, my cheeks are hurting now just thinking about it. <laughs> you are smiling very big. Yeah. <laughs> that's so lovely. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Thanks. Um, great. So keeping in the same like theme of theater and like identity, I, I again, I was peeping you on the internet and saw that um, one, like your, like rent is like very important to you. Yes. Um, and me, me as well. Um, I, I, so before I, you tell me your connection with rent and like your feelings about like it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I mean, rent was the first musical to, I mean, the first kind of like anything to talk about AIDS in a major way, Mm -hmm. um, and address that. So that was something that like, I didn't really know about, you know, like in high school growing up with rent and I was like, wait, what? And learning about it in a musical was like, Oh wow. Like, I mean, so freaking rad. So that aspect I love about the show. Um, I played Mimi in college and Oh my God. To see, I mean, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be gay on stage. Let's be real. You know what I mean? But like, I didn't really, I kind of like disconnected. I probably dissociated like from that wish because I was like, you know, I wasn't out to everyone and it it was probably way too much at that time to like really do that. But yeah, I played maybe, I'm not Latinx. I don't know if that's like a requirement for me to be 
Black or Latinx, but I feel that's important. So I'm like, okay, I was in Oklahoma, like, I'm a white person playing you. Okay, interesting. Um, but to kind of like see, I mean, like the orgy happens, you know, in the stage version of the show, and mm-hmm. and um, like Angel is like trans, and like mm-hmm. there's like I'm not speaking very eloquently on it, but I'm just like feeling all of these things that I was feeling in college of like being able to see these relationships these connections that people have and you know see them better for it like see them support each other see a queer community come together and like you know like literally say fuck rent like that's I'm like we're literally going to do that right now and like yeah cancel rent <laughs> we're not gonna pay rent how are um, we gonna pay <laughs> <laughs> literally <Yeah>. we've <laughs> we clean my house my apartment every week and everyone in this apartment is like a fan of musicals and we blasted rent the first cleaning like the first thing that we did when we were all home together um so yeah like we're going through it right now and and I think as my young self like seeing relationships like that just like thrive and just be no like normal it's just like that's who who we are I was like that that's it was such an important aspect of you know growing up secretly queer to like see people out and living a loud queer existence mm-hmm. and supporting each other through it and and it just kind of being the norm yeah I saw Rent for the first time my like the beginning of my freshman year of college mm. and I and this was, this was before I was out um and I remember just being so like full body like mesmerized and like Mm -hmm. feeling like overwhelmed and almost like paralyzed in a way it's like holy shit like what is this what is this thing that I'm watching right now Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. saw it probably like two or three more times after that maybe more because I just was like I need to know everything about this and see it and memorize it and um, but yeah, I, I think it, it took me a long time to realize that Angel is like a trans character and like, same. yeah. And like, just, yeah. And like, and, and witnessing, like, like you were saying, like this, like queer community of people, like being themselves and like no one disowned them. And like in this story and, you know, it's just like really yeah. important messages, um, that like totally like changed me same just where did you see it um I saw it I was in Columbus Ohio so it was just like a touring a tour company oh great yeah it was great I love I was like obsessed and then oh my gosh so I went to I graduated college in 07 and Mm -hmm. um like the movie I think came out in maybe like 06 or some seven. yeah and we got um somehow we got like um like a pre-screen and so we got to see it before it was released (gasps) and it I went with like a really close group of friends and like the first like the movie opens with seasons of love and like the first note I burst out crying and cried the entire movie my friends still like because I was like I can't believe like now it's a movie that I can have forever like I don't have to like go to the theater you know it's just like 
special. Such a special. I love that. Yeah. Oh God. I wow. Mean, we are finished with this. <laughs> like, Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I don't want to do this, but I, I need to move us into our last segment. We have oh, so much to talk about. We didn't even get to I like know. things, uh, but we still did a lot of things. So, um, so the last segment is a rapid fire and um, it's super easy. It's super chill. There's no right or wrong answers except one. And it's just all for fun and games. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. So just answer as quickly as possible um, and see how you do. Okay. You ready? I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Okay. You're going to be great. I promise. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pencil or pen? Pen. Acting or singing? Acting. Dogs or, oh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Beach or mountains? Oh, beach. Meat or veggies? Veggies. Bagels or donuts? Bagel. Yes, that was the one. Yes. Good job. Yes. <laughs> train or plane? Mm, train. Sweet or salty? Salty. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Night or day? Mm, day. Favorite kitchen item? I don't have one, but a walk. Hmm, cool. I really want a walk. Nice. Yeah. See, that wasn't so bad. No, that wasn't. I was okay. so nervous. <laughs> I know. It's like, I'm like, maybe I should have, I'm like acting, singing. Well, there's acting in singing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's probably singing, but it's fine. We'll leave it's it. Fine. I mean, and you know, and <laughs> a few, few people have been like, your questions are so binary. And I'm like, that's also <laughs> kind of true. And so um, yeah. you could have been like, I'm going to write in dancing, you know, like, <laughs> but love it's, that. All, it's all for fun and games. Um, I love it. So uh, how can folks like follow you on social media? How can we get in touch with you if that's something you want? Yeah, totally. Um, Instagram is like my primary uh, media source. Um, so that's Ezra, E-Z-R-A underscore Minas, first and last name, M-E-N-A-S. Um, I believe I'm Ezra Minas on Twitter as well. And same with Facebook. So all the same, but I love Instagram the most. Instagram's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like Facebook is always shady and it's been even more shady to me lately. I'm like, I hate you, but I can't quit I you. Like I know. Yeah. I'm like, you're still there. You're always going to be there, but I strongly detest. Yeah, me too. And then every, every yeah. like few weeks I'm like, po I post something and like, I'm going to be on Facebook way less. Find me on Instagram. And then after like three days, I'm like, Hey, here's like, the status. Yeah. <laughs> I missed you so much. I love that. <laughs> It is what it is. Seems on brand. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel that. <laughs> um, as thank you so much for joining me. This was uh, I had such a fun time with you. Oh, thank you for having me. That was a blast, and you made it feel so great and fun. Oh yeah, that's so nice. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for coming out. Hey, it's Dubs Weinblatt, your host of Thank You for Coming Out. Thank you so much for listening with an open heart and an open mind. Please subscribe to our podcast on the platform of your choice. And don't forget to rate and review us. It really helps.